All right, welcome to the HVAC Time Podcast. This is episode, I couldn't even tell you at this point. Uh, obviously, it's the first episode in a little while. Summer's been crazy busy, and yeah, life is life is busy. Now, if we look like we're in, for those watching the video of this, uh, if we look like we're in kind of a weird place, it's because we are. And that kind of goes along with the theme of today's podcast, which is traveling in the HVAC industry as a whole. I want to say thank you to today's video sponsor, which is CSG, Compressor Solutions Group, based out of Houston, Texas. They've also got a shop in DFW serving the Texas area, and they also can provide you compressor service nationally. They're a great group of guys. They've done a really good job with just getting their information out there. They try to really invest into training in this industry and just supporting the contractors. Reach out to Jake with any questions you have. He'll be able to take care of you, be able to help you out. They do full service and rebuilds on screw compressors and semi-hermetic recips. They've been a great friend of the channel. They've been a great friend of mine. I look forward to working with them for a long time to come. Kirk here is uh, gonna just, we're gonna have a chat around that and just the possibilities of that. And um, it's just not something that you think about when you get into it, as especially just being local guys. It's just, it's a very unique side of this industry that I don't think we take into account very often. Yeah, I think when you think, you know, traveling for HVAC, it's, you, you think moving for a new job. You know, you don't really think of traveling for, uh, you know, a one-off or a week at a time or a couple weeks at a time, you know, but um, yeah, when you think traveling for HVAC, you're thinking of a full relocation for a new, for a new, um, new company. Yeah, no, it, it, and it's something, I don't know, when did I hear about this? I was, I was a few years into it when I started to get more into the heavy side, and once I actually fully broke into the heavy side and I started talking to more of the factory people, I learned fairly early on that there are traveling technicians. Now, I didn't really know the full scope of what that meant, and I remember I was actually I was at a Daikin training getting my uh, WMC, the mag bearing certification, and I was just listening to those trainers talk about it. Well, first of all, the trainers themselves travel globally. So that was, and so the week, they were there uh, in Stanton, Virginia for a couple of weeks at that time. And they had just gotten back from Latin America. And uh, they had another week or two there in the States, which is where their family is. And they were going to be gone again for like another month, uh, traveling various places, doing trainings. But even in that conversation, uh, I got to really meet more people and even just talking to them and find out that you know that a lot of these manufacturers themselves even have in-house teams that that's what they do for them they travel the globe and uh, go service this equipment especially on the chiller side so so they're actually servicing the equipment they're not just kind of consulting with you know things that should be done and, and getting with the local contractor to do what they need to do they're actually traveling with all the equipment they need to maybe do a teardown or something like that. Yeah, the way the, the, they're actually doing the service, the, the, the ones I've talked to, and now I can't remember actually having a conversation with one of the actual guys that does it, but those who I've talked to who've actually been involved with them, yeah, no, they they ship all of their equipment, all their calibration tools, I mean, it, and it's part of what the company would pay for, but they ship all their stuff wherever the heck it is they're going in crates. And it gets there, and they go. They go do the work. Um, 
you know, and, and usually they get whoever's in on or whoever's local involved to help at that point. Uh, at least that's my my impression. But yeah, it's it's a bizarre thing, and that kind of leads us to like uh, the consultation thing. So where we are, uh, we're in uh, uh, we're in Lowell, Lowell. Kilmsford. Kilmsford. Kilmsford, Massachusetts right now, which is just outside of Lowell, I think is how they pronounce it. I pronounce it Lowell. Northwest of Boston. Yeah, it's just north of Boston. So uh, we're here at the hotel. Uh, it's very, how do we say it, porn-esque couch. Made a perfect place to shoot a podcast from. You'd see the lighting. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this is uh, just, anyway... Uh, <laughs> we're we're here yeah so we're here doing a consultation on a vrf system and this is where you know it's, it's another side of it you know it's, it's more than just the chiller side that uh really gets into this and i found this is my first time like traveling for service right and get, it's, it's a lot of experience and i am working on a video for this uh and kind of just showing more of my loadout and how I made the trip. I'm curious, you know, what was your take on just even deciding, you know, you're coming up here, you got a VRF system, they're having trouble, the local people are struggling with it, they want your opinion, you're going to have to do some troubleshooting, but you're not going to go too far, just... Well, the way it was delivered to me was more of a, hey, do you want to go on an adventure with me to Massachusetts? And, you know, immediately I said, yeah, that sounds great, let's have fun, you know? But then, you know, as, as things started to get a little closer and I maybe put a little more thought into it and was like, well, actually, I'm going here for work. I'm not going here for vacation. This is one of the first times I've actually had been able to travel for work. And so, um, you know, really shifting my, my traveling, uh, the way I planned to travel was a little different, you know. And so uh, when I really started to get close and start shifting gears, you know, hey, we're not here to just, you know, go sightsee and go do things. You know, we're here to actually, you know, perform a task. And so... Um, once that started to hit, there was a little, little bit of anxiety, you know, to make sure that, you know, hey, my knowledge is up to snuff for this kind of stuff. You know, you're, you're, I'm traveling, you know, X amount of miles to come do something that I normally do, you know, 10, 20 miles from home. And, you know, there, there are times when I'm not always as successful in getting the right answer. And so, you know, going this far, you know, there was a, um, that, that was kind of my thought process was starting to have to actually prepare a little more than I maybe would in Austin, you know, because of, um, I know you and I spoke about this earlier, you know, there's, there's an expectation that comes with this and you don't always have the resources in your back pocket like you would back in Austin. Yeah, uh, that's absolutely. And, you know, the, meeting the expectations things is, is definitely something that, that weighs on you from a customer's perspective, right? And just thinking through, you know, uh, I, don't, I don't get to just go home after this. You know, I'm, I'm here for, on contract for a period of time. You know, it's... It's definitely a different environment. It's a different experience. And it's a different relationship with the customer even at that mm -hmm. point. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's been a fun journey. It's been a fun learning experience. Oh, yeah, it's been a blast. You know, it actually has been a blast. Um, you know, right from the planning to the, the actual getting down and gritty with it, it's been, it's been fun seeing how different. And it's also been fun seeing how different contractors approach situations from different portions of the U.S. You know, that's also been something that um, you know, kind of learning about how other companies do things without getting too much detail, kind of leave it as vague as I can to, you know, but um, that's been a little eye-opening just with how they approach situations. Yeah. 
All right, I agree. When it's good, one of the great experiences I know we've had in this trip is getting to meet another company that is extremely well versed themselves, which is um, which is a refreshing thing because I know a lot of people really struggle with this type of technology. Um, and we'll get into that. We plan on a whole other podcast just talking VRF specifically. But uh, getting to get out there and network, meet other people, I know that's one of the huge benefits I see in traveling. And that's something that I know I've, I've, we've talked heavily about. But, you know, I've, I've got in my future wheelhouse that you know, it's going to be a routine thing uh, going forward and, and getting to make some of these trips and, um, you know, just trying to balance that. And that's, that's the other side of it, too, is having to leave the family. Um, you know, it's never, I never expected it to be easy. I always knew it was going to come with a lot of challenge, but at the same time, uh, it, it is difficult having to leave them for that period of time. You know, it's, uh, it's interesting how much it does weigh on the overall scope of things. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you're coming at it from a completely different perspective than I'm coming at it. I just had to go drop off a dog for a couple of days and I go home and pick him up on Saturday. So, yeah, that's a completely different. I'm not, I don't have that. Yeah. Yeah, that's all right. Um, leaving, even the packing piece, you know, so I'll say with, in terms of bring, what tools to bring, uh, I had a, I felt like I had a per, fairly good idea on how I wanted to pack, what I wanted to bring in terms of just, I'm thinking of from a high level, I'm just, I'm looking at the controls, right? Mm -hmm. You know, that was part of the agreement to a trip like this is, uh, you know, I'm not doing anything invasive. I don't need to ship all my pumps and any other heavy gear. All that's going to be local. And that may not always be the case. And so I guess that would be the alternative, uh, shipping it. And that's something that, that you know, my wife and I heavily talked about was, well, should we ship everything? You know, and, and is that a better solution? And then the thought was, do we ship that to the hotel? Do we ship that to a local shipping center and go pick it up? Well, and going further with that is, is you don't know what you're allowed to do in the new state that you're going to go. And so there, there are different regulations. You know, talking to the local contractor here, there was a completely different certification to, to, to touch refrigerant than that, you know, we don't have back in Texas, you know. And so, um, you know, I, I'm glad I didn't, you know, I didn't bring any gauges. I didn't bring anything invasive. I just brought you know, varying basic hand tools. And that's all I really needed to, to get into what I, what I looked at. But, um, you know, you, you don't know without doing your research what toes and what policies you're violating, you know, what toes you're stepping on and what policies you're violating based on naivety. You know, you just you just don't know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm glad I didn't bring any of that. To, you know. No, that is a good point. You know, and it's not something, honestly, granted, I, I'm not the greatest rule follower anyway, but Thanks, boss. <laughs> I, uh, it's definitely not something I, I, I always go straight to is, okay, what are the, what are the rules? What are the regulations? You know, I think about code and stuff at times, but I'm, I'm also used to code in Texas or in Austin, Texas. And, um, you know, that is something we've, we've seen even in this trip, you know, is the, the codes are are different and if anything they're a lot more strenuous yeah oh yeah well texas is kind of known for being a little more relaxed. wild west you know and relaxed on certain <laughs> things but yeah no i agree with you yeah hmm. that has been fascinating uh well you know in, in 
the 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 TSA thing. So I almost I almost packed my uh, my drill with the battery attached because I've I, I carry a Dewalt system. Anybody that doesn't use Dewalt, you're just well, we don't have to talk about it, but I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Put the, put the pitchforks down. Ultimately, I genuinely have the opinion it really doesn't matter at this day and age whether you go Dewalt, Milwaukee, or pick a brand. They're, they're all, they'll work. Anyway, point is, I was carrying a Dewalt 20-volt system, and uh, I've decided to bring one battery and a charger, and I brought the 5 milliamp battery with my drill. I almost left it in what was going to be my checked bag, and I ended up deciding, I, I looked the night before we left just to verify all the rules, and that's when I realized the lithium-ion thing, and that almost got me. So that was one, that was one of the learning curves I know I had was uh, making sure that uh, that went in my check, so, or my, my carry-on, that's what I meant mm. to say. So my, ch my drill stayed in the checked bag, uh, which I ended up being over the 50 pound limits. I was 56 pounds total. Uh, then I put my, but I carried my battery in my backpack for my carry-on and they were fine with that. And I didn't have any problems with it. Honestly, the TSA pre-check as well. I'm curious, so you didn't have TSA pre-check. I got it just before this trip and it wasn't a bad process. Uh, I didn't really, I, I've been through airports and I saw what it was, but I didn't know what it was until this, this trip really prompted me to dig into it. Um, so with the TSA pre-check, you don't have to take your belts, your shoes, none of that off. You can leave everything on, just take your, basically empty your pockets and uh, put your, your carry-on stuff just on the scan table and just send it through. You don't have to pull your laptop out or anything else. Um, so I'm curious for, cause you were carrying laptop and other mm -hmm. essentials. So how did that play out on your side? Well, I mean, I, I traveled, I mean, I haven't traveled recently and COVID kind of got in the way of a few of the plans, but, um, you know, I've traveled fairly often, you know, on planes and stuff. So when it came down to planning on how to go, I, I, I plan a travel, an air, um, travel by air based on getting through the TSA and airport security. So, I mean, you saw me, I was in shorts and, you know, slip on Hey Dudes and, and you know, an easy shirt and, you know, I had no belt. So the worst I had to do was um, take everything out of my pockets and take my shoes off, put everything up on the roller. It goes through the scanner. Um, you know, as long as your laptop's laying flat, you know, they scan everything and um, they, they took my bag and they sent it through a little 3D scanner. Um, <clears throat> they saw nothing inside of it of any importance and I was in and out of security in about, I don't know, five minutes. So, granted, I also got there about, you know, 45 minutes earlier than you did um, because of the horror stories I've had to deal with and the policies that I haven't set up myself to avoid them. Um, <clears throat> but I've been able to uh, create a system where going through TSA without pre-check is pretty minimal. Mm. Well, you're also a lot more experienced in travel in general, right. I would say, than I am for sure. Uh, we did it, I think this was my fourth time flying ever wow. in total. <laughs> so it just, yeah, I'm, it, it, this is still kind of a, it's a new world for me, you know. I just, traveling wasn't, that, wasn't really a thing like that. If you couldn't drive there from where I'm from, you, you really... Well, and, yeah, and I'll, I'll say this is, I, I didn't start flying until I was... Um, 
I want to say 18 was the first time I got on a flight. flight. And we, we took a trip to Hawaii. And you can't drive to Hawaii, as far as I know. This is true. So uh, that was my first time getting on a plane. So there were some nerves the first few times. But, um, you know, now I've, you know, it's been, you know, 15 years since that's happened. And I've got a couple of cousins that f- travel fairly regularly. And getting some of their tips and tricks and, you know, how to get through things pretty quickly. Um, you know, travel very casually. You don't need to dress up to get on an airplane kind of situation. You shouldn't, you know, you see the girls on the, you know, taking off all their jewelry and their rings and stuff. And it's like, you don't need that. You're just literally getting on a plane. You're probably going to go check into a hotel as soon as you land anyways. Um, so, yeah. No, that's a good point. Well, that's the other thing that I always forget. I actually did the second time I went to get on a plane. Uh, I forgot my my pocket knife was in my 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 uh, was on me, and so I literally got up to security when it hit me. As I was taking stuff out of my pockets, it was one of those freeze moments. So in this particular scenario, um, I almost so the night before, as I was finalizing my packs and stuff, I almost uh, didn't put my my multi tool and my pocket knife in there again. And so that, uh, yeah, that was, that's one of those things where I just, I don't know, it's, it's just it's so instinctual. If you're not used to traveling, too, you just don't think about it. Well, and, you know, I'll say that with not used to, to, to traveling is, you know, not used to packing certain things, right? So, like, when it comes to packing a, a, a small tool bag, you know, there were a few things that I packed onto my, my check bag that I was like, man, like, I, you know, when, when you travel, you don't expect, you know, you're not bringing screwdrivers and, and, and things like that, you know, you're not packing that into your bag because I was trying to shove it in there and make it as inconspicuous as possible in terms of carrying. But you don't think about that. So when you're, when you're putting it on a plane, like, you kind of have to think twice. Like, all right, what's okay? What isn't? You know, what's, what's going to flag their system? Um, ultimately, everything was fine. I'm not missing anything. or um, I didn't get, you know, pulled into a corner and questioned. But, uh, you know, it's just things like that that kind of put you on edge that you're just – it's – not something you're used to thinking about carrying. You know, the worst thing typically when you go on vacation is, man, did I bring deodorant, you know? Um, or can I bring this bottle of shaving cream? Is it too large? Is it going to explode while I'm in the, <laughs> or on the plane? So, um, yeah, the, the tools thing was something that was foreign to me, um, having to pre-plan that and think about all the situations I was going to get in, you know, while also being mindful of weight and rules. Yeah, that's really, and that's what it boiled down to for me. Um, knowing we weren't going to get invasive with the system. And it was more or less just a uh, controls and commissioning overview from there. Uh, it, yeah, it came down to basic screwdrivers, my drill, um, some pliers. Uh, I brought my caliper, which turned out really handy. Yeah, didn't bring a measuring tape, though. Well, I, I did. I did. <laughs> no, nah, nah, I did leave that behind. Um, which I find actually quite intriguing that I didn't think of that. Anyway, yeah. yeah. So, but I also brought my Megger, right? So yeah, I've got sure. my Megger with me. Haven't had to use it. I genuinely expected, you know, they, I knew they had had compressor failures. That had been something they were struggling with on, on the site. Um, so I expected to run into some. Thankfully, we haven't. Mm-hmm. And they, they had just recently replaced uh, one of the failures. Uh, so the contractor showed up and, and changed out one of the inverters while we were there but um yeah it was interesting it's been an experience that's for sure yeah 
very hospitable. That's one of the things I can appreciate. And that's something I don't expect with every trip. But I can say people in Massachusetts, y'all drive crazy on the road, but you're very hospitable. I can appreciate that. Yeah, whether it's down to the people, like our actual customer, and then, you know, our, our, our cohorts there with the, the, the contractor, the local contractor, you know, it's all been wonderful. Um, no, zero bad experiences with people, which you see that, you know, I think the movies don't do Massachusetts and Boston justice with, in terms of hospitality. I think it comes off as a very blue collar, rough and tumble kind of culture, but I mean, it's been awesome. Yeah. It's been awesome. It really has. It really has. All right, well, that's our travel chat. Uh, caught up on our tools, caught up on our basic experiences getting through flights. Now, granted, we still got to get back. Yeah, we'll who knows? May have jinxed it. Who knows? <laughs> but uh, we got here okay. You know, nothing lost. Uh, it was definitely, definitely a learning curve. Um, I'm looking forward to the video too. I'm, I'm curious to see. You know, I, I shot everything coming here. And I got here to the hotel and kind of opened things up, showed a little bit of my, my setup and my bag. And I'm curious to see how it goes going back. You know, was it, was it a, were, was Austin Airport just more relaxed? Or are they, are they good? Does uh, Boston Airport give me more trouble? I know they're both technically international. Yeah, and they're federally, I would assume they'd be pretty much the same considering they're federally, federally regulated. You would think. So, but we'll see. I mean, it all comes down to, at this point, amenities and, and navigating the airport, um, which anybody who travels knows that every airport is not the same. There is no such thing as two oh, yeah. like airports. Yeah, the uh, the rental car thing. That was that was an adventure. Yeah. Trying to figure out, okay, which bus goes where, blue line. Coming from Texas, we're not used to public transportation. So when trying to interpret, you know, a, a bus line or a... Uh, underground highways that was an interesting one you know going 25 30 minutes without seeing daylight that was strange uh yeah that was crazy we made it all the way from the airport to outside of boston and never saw daylight and those of you that you know don't understand you know maybe you've traveled more and you live in situations like this you don't understand like this is very strange for us um you know it's it's not something that you know we're used to and it's yeah the the day the, the, the underground highway is something i wish austin would explore a little more um, definitely could use seeing less of I-35 from, from, from the outside. Just hide that thing as much as possible. I see the benefit of it. It would just take some getting used to. Mm. Yeah, it really would. But it makes sense. Uh, and the, the level of engineering and infrastructure that went into creating something like that, it, it is quite impressive. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, MTT... Take care of your family. Take care of your spouse. We'll catch you around.